Welcome to Chai Talk. This is your host, Laurel Herman. I'm a chef. I teach culinary medicine. I'm a food writer. I have a quirky, funny view on life, and I love to drink chai. The name of this episode is called Sexy Soup. You could have had me at This Was Delicious. I feel like this is my theme song. If a man came to dinner at my house and asked me for another helping of salmon, I would have been over the moon. But wait, listen, food and love, we almost can't separate them. At least I can't. The idea of romantic dinner, wine, soft music, candles, cuddles after dinner, and maybe more. The last few years since my divorce, I've dated a few men here and there. If you made it to my dinner table, that was special. But most of the men weren't interested in the food. Now, as a food person, I find this puzzling. You know that old expression, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach? I don't think so. At least not yet. One of the things I teach in the kitchen is how your energy affects your food. I tell the story to my classes of like water for chocolate, how Tita, the youngest daughter of a farming family, is destined to be her mother's caretaker for the rest of her life and forbidden to marry. She meets Pedro and they fall hopelessly, madly in love. But because this love is forbidden, Pedro marries her sister, just to be closer to her. Tita had to bake the wedding cake, so into the batter of the cake fall Tita's tears and her devastation and her hurt and her longing for Pedro. And so what happened when everybody ate the cake? They cried. And so Tita began to understand that it was her energy And what she was feeling that she put into her food was a way to express her love for Pedro. And so she made a dinner of quails and rose petal sauce. And while she was cooking, Tita was thinking about being with Pedro and making love and desire and her feelings and just everything that she couldn't express in real life, but she could express through her food. So what do you think happened when everybody ate the food? They all got busy. And so for the past three years, I have recreated this story for my Valentine's Day couples class. It was a delight to watch my couples smooching in the kitchen and watch how beautiful it was to see them in love. I know somewhere there are some babies with my name on it. I certainly hope so. But I really came to understand how powerful that energy is in my own food when I had a dinner party and made some of my carrot coconut ginger soup. And as I was making the soup, I was reminiscing my evening with a man I was seeing. 
one bite and my guest said out loud, wow, that is some sexy soup. What were you thinking about when you made this? I had to smile because, well, you know. So back to the main issue. Why didn't they appreciate that dinner? Because I guess they truly didn't appreciate me. It's not all about the food, but the effort I put into making a meal that will nourish you mind, body, and spirit. When I cook for you and I invite you to dinner, I'm all in. The moral of the story is you have to earn a place at my table. I've often thought of this, and I wonder if there's a man still alive and well out there willing to earn that place at the table. Until then, I'm happy to wait. See you next time. Welcome to Chai Talk. This is your host, Laurel Herman. I'm a chef, well, kind of retired, and um, I'm a culinary storyteller, and um, let's face it, I'm hooked on chai. I have to have it every day. It's my non-negotiable. The name of this episode is Souffle. You know how you see photos of souffle when it comes out of the oven, and it's all puffy and, and, and delicious, and you see, you know, chefs bringing it to the table, and it's just, and the spoon goes in, and it deflates, and it's this lovely um, mess of cheese and eggs. Well, the name of this episode is Souffle. I think I said that. A couple of months ago, several months ago, I was on a clubhouse, um, which is an app, and people come up, there's a discussion usually centered around a particular subject, and you um, are invited up to the stage to speak, and it's kind of lovely. It's about an hour long, or however long people choose to make it. And there was a fellow, there was a young fellow in there, and it was a human design projector's clubhouse. And so, um, you know, you, you meet people online here and there, and you know, it's usually over something that you have in common. Well, um, he asked if he could WhatsApp me after the clubhouse, and I said, sure, no problem. And um, so for about six months, we had just a very casual conversation. Oh, yes, that's a nice piece of music, or... You know, sometimes he would send me things that were like his spiritual poetry or whatever. And, and, um, half the times I didn't even listen to it, but, but every once in a while I just said, okay, hello, that was very nice. Hope you're having a good day. Well, um, uh, about two weekends ago, I had a video chat with him and, um, he professed his undying love to me. And, you know, he was attracted to me. Of course, he's in India, and he's only 37 years old. I mean, come on, I'm a cougar, but I'm not that much of a cougar. I mean, this is my children's age. Jesus. Anyway, so, I'm, you know, for a couple of minutes there, or maybe a couple of hours, I was kind of flattered, and I felt like maybe, like, wow, I might want to go on a diet, or, you know, I felt like Stella got her groove back. 
And then I started talking to some of my friends. And, you know, in, in human design for projectors, the major thing is being recognized. So, you know, after, you know, a half an hour of spouting out um, major love for me and attraction and, you know, I love your mind and everything, the next morning, okay, so I slept on it. And the next morning, I, I um, said, you know, since we were having this discussion, I thought you might want to hear my podcast. And then I got a quick response like, nah, I don't listen to other people's stuff. I'm like, what? You know, there were so many other red flags. I probably could have started a, con- a new country, you know? So, so uh, in that moment, I realized I wasn't being recognized, but something else maybe a little bit more nefarious was going on there. But I wasn't quite sure what it was. So after soundboarding and talk, I'm a mental projector, and that's what we do. We soundboard. After soundboarding ad nauseum about this, I was fuming. I was fuming that somebody would try to take advantage of me. And I had a soundboard with my friend Pascal, who's French, and she said to me, oh, it's like a souffle. (laughs) Souffles are just, you know, they puff up because they're full of hot air and they rapidly deflate. This was a souffle. So, you know, there's always a reference to food in everything in life for me. It just seems to make so much sense. So it really was sort of a cautionary tale, again, of what is a proper invitation? Well, this certainly wasn't. I mean, I'm 67. Please, (laughs) please, you have to do better than that, and you have to earn a place at my table. And so um, the next time I make a souffle, I will be thinking of Abby and this ridiculous proposition that was never going to happen and was probably, probably a scam for money. Or maybe I just won't eat souffle. Just some food for thought and the time it takes to drink a cup of chai. See you next time.